Welcome in to DC On Screen, episode 169. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hey! Today we're going to get super spoilery on Gotham 219, Azrael. To recap, Jim Gordon lets it be known that he's on to Hugo Strange even as Hugo experiments with the newly resurrected Theo Gallivan, whose mind is an absolute wasteland of themes and verses from the Book of St. Dumas. Hugo, burdened with the new threat of Jim Gordon, convinces Galavan that he is the Angel of Death, Azrael, and presents him with a mock-up of the Suit of Sorrow's armor and the Sword of Sin. He sends Azrael after Gordon. In his assassination attempts on Gordon, Azrael manages to kill several GCPD officers, severely wound Captain Barnes, and inadvertently inspires a young Bruce Wayne. After stabbing Barnes, Gordon shoots Azrael off of the GCPD roof, where he falls maskless onto a police fan in front of a half dozen reporters. The city now knows Galavan is alive, and that he's Azrael. So does the Penguin, Barbara, Butch, Tabitha, pretty much everyone else. Oh, and Nygma has uh, figured out a way to Indian Hill, because he's Nygma, and that's how he rolls. This was a freaking good episode, man. Yeah, just blanket statement. Was there anything you didn't like? Because I I think... And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think we might finally have an episode where we're not going to shit on anything. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> right? I loved this thing. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic episode. Um, I'm not sure how I feel completely about uh, Strange using... Okay, well, so, so Strange uh, basically just screwed with Theo... Until it convinced him he was Azrael, right, and then decides to do it to the other uh, to the other supervillains or future supervillains that he has down in Indian Hill, uh, specifically referencing the Mad Hatter over and over again. Yeah, I'm not sure that I I love it, but at the same time, I I do kind of love it. I I do really enjoy the idea as not as a uh, you know creature feature of the week or whatever. Uh, like hellmouth type situation, like a gimmick to keep to keep villains coming. Right. Um, They've only got but, three weeks. It can't be too much of a creature feature. Right. But I do kind of enjoy the idea that a whole bunch of vi- of the villains tragic, like because so, you look back on Batman history and you're like, God, there's a lot of yeah tragic ass. A lot of bad days. Like, like a lot of bad days, and yeah, it's kind of fun to think. Eh. Maybe it was just Hugo Strange screwing with them the entire time. Maybe it wasn't their memories or... <laughs> maybe that's why... Uh, and maybe that's where they're going. Maybe uh, Jerome is the Joker and why he remembers it so many different ways because Hugo kept trying different things on him. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Wouldn't that be interesting? That'd be just wonderful. <laughs> God, I'd love but that. Like, he the was the one thing... who, who wouldn't... It wouldn't work on him. He had to keep trying and then... It, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, man. And look, the uh, the fact that like Wong's doing a, a pretty great job with Hugo Strange right now. Hugo's becoming an interesting character in general. Um, they've they've earned the mechanism is the major point to me. It's they have they've spent a lot of time on it. Um, they've once they got Indian Hill on its feet, it started to really thrive. I think um, so. Even if they're just setting up something, like I wouldn't mind just at the end of the season realizing that the gates are open and that he's been reading books to several people. And hey, see you next season. Mm-hmm. Be fine with me. But they've yeah, uh, it's not you know it's not the origin stories you're familiar with. But this is an Elseworld tale anyway, so do something different. That's the whole point. Absolutely. Um, I really I love the cinematography of this episode. Uh, as I was watching the episode, I wrote down. I seriously wrote down. I love the cinematography of this episode. And uh, just a few seconds later, apparently, my friend of the, uh, my buddy, Jacob Raspberry of the Screen Explosion podcast, 
uh, tweeted us and said, uh, tonight's Gotham brought to you by the J.J. Abrams School of Cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think I wrote back, absolutely, and I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there were some, there were some lens flares. There were just a couple of shots off the sword, you know, that's all. They were just yeah. making Azrael seem even scarier, which, um, is hardly unnecessary because apparently he's the freaking Batman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I know everyone thought he was dead and this is why they didn't piece it together. But during that GCPD scene, um, when he's in the station, like I'm kind of sitting there going like, how are, how is no one thinking this sounds like Mayor Gallivan? Because right. he has such a distinctive voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Frayne, you can tell when it's Frayne. The, um, I mean, yeah, you, you know what it is, though. You're just, you're hardly, hardly willing to believe a dead man is, is talking to you, and much less attacking you. It's, yeah. <laughs> the last thing you think is, I'm in a zombie film. <laughs> With one really sentient zombie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, the way that, I mean, the, the way that cat moved in this episode, um, it just, that's, that's, oh, it looked wonderful. And he, he had, like while he's scaling the walls, he, it looks like uh, like he's crawling up the side of the you know the the footage. The, it just it felt like crawling up the side of a panel. You know, it just felt mm-hmm. so damn familiar. And dude, the look oh, on that, Tiny Bruce's face when he yeah. sees that that revelation of oh this is this is the high high water mark. This is what I have to learn to do. Like, I don't know if he's yeah. gonna go maybe train with the Order of Saint Dumas instead of League of Assassins in this version. <laughs> well. I'm going to train with the League of Assassins was an Elseworld tell anyway. <laughs> it's true. Um. <laughs> he just kind of goes overseas in the, a lot of the incarnations. I mean, neat take, Nolan. Neat take. Or should I say Goyer, I guess. I yeah. Know, but still. Um. Yeah, he um he could train with he could train with the Order. No, I mean he I know he could memorize a book if he wanted to. Yeah, I I doubt that's the. That's not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> you think Theo was just being a hell of a student? Yeah, and you know what? I uh, I don't know. I don't care how it really happens, uh, to be honest. I, I, just the look on his face that, I mean, you know, the comics and, and even Batman Begins made a, made a great deal out of the uh, the bat that gets into the, the manor. Like, oh, that's the inspiration. That's the thing that my enemy should fear. You know what? Yeah, oh, I, I mean, think... it's it's year one's yeah. turning point. So. And uh, I, think, uh, I think Gotham kind of nails it a little better with <laughs> with oh yeah like he's seen this done before he knows it can be done i mean maybe like okay seeing Azrael, like okay cool that's what i have to become kind of yeah that's the idea but I, the bad thing twist is still on, like Azrael's normally trying to take over batman's role it was a nice it was a nice twist going the other way right it was that was interesting too but anyway um yeah there's still room for him to see that bat in his house. Don't worry. Calm down, yeah. everyone. Yeah. They haven't said... Actually, his favorite animal right now apparently is an owl. So, you know, we've got... <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that might be fun. They uh, they, they said they wanted to bring in the Court of Owls at some point, so maybe they bring in the Court of Owls, and uh, Bruce actually joins, thinking it's a good thing. They train him as a talent, and he pikes off and does his own thing. Mm-hmm. Shut Takes your mouth, down. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see a 17-year-old Bruce being a Talon? Because that's... Hell yeah. That'd be pretty badass, man. Yep. Or no, maybe they're like... Uh, courting him. <laughs> 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 and uh, he winds up meeting his older brother. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. He's like, I'd never become the blah, blah, blah. Why? Because I've seen what they've done to you. Oh, burn. <laughs> um, anyway. 
you know, Str- Hugo Strange is a lot of fun, but that Peabody sure is a stick in the mud, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was um, really annoying to have her suggesting genuine medicine the whole episode. Because mm-hmm. I gotta admit, throwing some, throwing some Thorazine at this might might sound like a pretty good idea. You just like throw a bunch of Thorazine vitamins in that cage. Let them let them yeah. rally. God, Nigma was so much fun talking to those patients. Oh yeah, I enjoyed that. He was he was a delightful little bastard. I, I, he's uh, like the way he's uh, his little. Everyone has a story. He's figured them out. Their little puzzles. It's it's wonderful. It's very Riddler, and it's very the the good version of Riddler that is just way too smart for his own good. Mm-hmm. It's one of the fun things when you have a when you have a Riddler that's that clever and Batman can beat him. It it just elevates how clever Batman really is. It's use him as a stepping stone. Wonderful. Yeah, and I, I loved uh, Jim and Nigma's uh, conversation in the, uh, in the in the asylum. Puzzles are my forte. <laughs> right. Nobody beats uh, me. I did. See you never. Right. Um. <laughs> I liked. Uh, Gordon being able to read Strange's facial tics as well—that was that was wonderful. Good. Wonderful conversation. I like Strange. Um, they you know it starts out as a they're shadow boxing and he just pulls a cut the shit gem and and drops his voice and does the why are you here? Um, mm-hmm. Like Wong, man, he's that's a genuinely creepy growl he has in his voice when he does that. I loved it. And then um, their their little discussion about I can read I can read tells too. Wonderful dialogue. Wonderful scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I mean. So much was on point about this episode. Like uh, Nigma's monologue about knowing all the everything about the the villains that he's uh, with, uh, the inmates he's with, um, how uh, obsessed he gets, and the way he repeats the the uh, diminishing things that uh, Strange said to him. Yeah, just I think oh. you've actually I think you've actually been helpful or something like that. He just keeps repeating it over yeah. and over again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Poor amygdala. Oh, I feel bad for him. I feel Just so bad for that taken guy. Taken out back, man. Yeah. Although it was actually that... kind of funny. This case will help yeah. you. Just him. <laughs> <laughs> he just said something. Not exactly what case. I had in mind, but okay. <laughs> Try opening the chest, my son. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, there's Not a too bright, are you, Azrael? I'm learning. Um. <laughs> my brain was off for much. Shut up. Um. I don't know. I love the Azrael body armor. The uh, I loved all the reactions that everyone has to Galavan being alive. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was, and it resulted in a very unlikely not hating Barbara scene for us. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Barbara switching channels to like Butch and Tabitha being uh, perplexed and annoyed by her. Yeah, was a lot of fun. And I love that Tabitha when she gets the remote starts switching the channels the same way, even though Barbara was apparently crazy for doing so. Right. Right. Um. But Barbara didn't even like flinch. She just kept changing the channels, even though she didn't have the remote. I, I liked all of that. I liked the, <laughs> the, the meat cleaver looking for limes. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Barbara is the most fun when she's extremely crazy or extremely sane. But anywhere in between gets a little hazy for me. Mm-hmm. I think I, more than anything, I just liked Butch Butch's reaction to uh, to Barbara. That girl is as mad as a bag of squirrels. <laughs> <clears throat> He's keeping it real, that Butch. Mm-hmm. I love the little song. I don't remember what they what, the, what it was. They were playing a little song when Nigma. I meant to look it up when Nigma was figuring out the secret passage to Indian oh, Hill. Yeah. Hey, uh, every now and then, Gotham will pull some uh, some really good music out because they like to go a little uh, vintage. They like to go you know fifties like fifty sixties almost early recordings when they can, um, keeping mm. that 
lack of timeliness about the show. Um, I, I dig that. I dig that a lot. And they, they they end up pulling out neat songs, especially with Nigma every now and then they do this, where they play some really chipper song while he's doing some really weird shit. <laughs> like hiding a hand in a vending machine, and they've got something that should be like listened to yeah. with zoot suits on happening in the background. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I speaking of the timeliness of the episode, like I or, I, or the timetable when it's supposed to take place. Anyway, I I really enjoyed like the old the old timey like leather fly swatter. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I love that dude just licking it. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, you <laughs> sick son of a bitch. Right. Um. <laughs> speaking of sick sons of bitches, though, welcome back, penguin. Yeah. Talking to Grace. Yeah. I'm sure he's like stopping off every now and then to pet the dead dog in the kitchen. (laughs) Say hi. So you ask him, you want to go for a walk? No? Okay. And goes back to another another cup of wine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Apparently that's just what he's been doing is binge drinking for a few days and waiting for inspiration, which I guess Mm -hmm. is going to come in the form of Galavan being alive again. Certainly looks like it. I don't know what he's going to be inspired to do. Hopefully get out of the house and kill a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Maybe go find Zaz, see what he's up to, see if he needs some employment these days. I forgot Zaz was on this show. I haven't. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Captain Barnes, he's still alive, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Like, he was just being wheeled into an ambulance at the yeah, end of the it, show. I mean, you, you, <clears throat> I'd forgotten there was an ambulance for a second until you pointed it out a while back. But, the um. But yeah, like... It, the most surprising thing that's happened to me so far with this episode, at least, was I'll be damned if when it, when it looked like Barnes not, wouldn't make it, I'll be damned if there was a moment where I was going, no, no, don't, I, I'm finally, I'm, I'm happy with Chickless. Keep the Chickless. <laughs> Which is a big deal because you didn't like the idea of doing Chickless. No, no, they have, they have shown me the ways of Chickless and I am happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the light of Chickless. The light of Chickless has shone upon is- me. There's a gleaming round face like the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you if you're like on if you're in a hallway with two corner with just a corner and you've got one side of it that's dark and one side of it that has a light on it. If you stand him in the middle, I think he can light the other side of it. <laughs> just have him turn his cheek just a little at the forty five. I love that I love that he thought that, that Gordon was crazy. And then, like, Azrael just, just shows up. So. Like, you know he's what? trying to tell him there's, you know, people are reviving people from the dead. So he's, yeah, he's going to he's gonna need some convincing. Yeah. And, like, this Azrael just shows up. Like, oh, oh, my goodness. Okay. Like, good call. Good call. Make Barnes see the light. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I love that he's, like, even, you know, Gordon actually believes that he'll, he might run GCPD someday. Oh, that was that so nice. Correct me. Wonderful out. nod. It was. That was one of those. Thanks, writers. You got our back, don't you? Oh, and uh, uh, some some Bruce and Jim stuff. I mean, Bruce in general always great. Um, he's the kind of kid who could look the. I mean, he 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 stops Barnes in his tracks with just a couple of couple of looks, couple of lines. Are you mm-hmm. through listening to the truth? That kind of thing. Um, and yeah, like Barnes knows he's you know he's he's a kid, but he's a he's still a player in town, so he knows he has to kind of placate him. And he does finally say like, "Kid, go home." But he Bruce manages to hang in there long enough to. Actually get something done. It's wonderful. But uh, there's a wonderful conversation mm-hmm. with Bruce and Jim where Bruce is considering, like, hey, what's wrong with, like, really, like, the, the right way isn't working. Why don't we just, why don't we try another way? Like, he yeah. wants to drop some bodies. That's that's what Bruce wants to do at this point. Yeah. <clears throat> and. <laughs> Gordon. Oh. 
Yeah, I, I enjoy the fact that I enjoy that Bruce was to drop some bodies. I yeah, um, and uh, Gordon, I, I read down the line though. Gordon tells yet. him it will make you more like the evil you're trying to fight. You need to be better. Yeah, and, man, that's it's pertinent. Yeah, this show does a grid, really good job. We have uh, we have our issues here and there, but what they've never done a bad job with ever is the show. Essentially, it's a show about Gordon and how he's dealing with a city that doesn't have a Batman yet. But you're also supposed to see. The, the breadcrumbs. You're supposed to be able to follow the trail, and they've done a great job with the breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, uh, speaking of problems that we've had with the show, like one of the problems I've had with the show is that uh, it can't. It doesn't all. They can't decide what tone they want to hit on the show. Sometimes they get a little bit cheesy. Um, so, and Justin Ashby actually wrote to us on Twitter, said the cheesy nature of Gotham doesn't bother me as much since I started thinking of it as an updated version of Batman sixty six. I mean, that yeah, that's a neat take on it. <clears throat> In yeah, a way, it'd be I mean, like I, a Batman you know, sixty six that took itself seriously at some point. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think there's a, I think there's still that issue of like sometimes it, they think they like we're gonna be the Godfather, and then like other times we're like now we're gonna be like Batman and Robin Schumacher, style. right? Um, <laughs> and some and days they're more of a, kind of a western, um, right? Right. You so can hear I think the that's, I think that's dum, dum. <laughs> I think that might be, uh, I don't know, stylistic differences and... I No, I just think it's Jim that's doing that. Because I you swear, like, Jim? Jim's swagger like requires... I, I think that he has like a pet tumbleweed that just follows him around at all times. <laughs> I, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's just how he rolls in real life. Oh, my poor 32-year-old <laughs> lungs were not willing to be ready for that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe, maybe so, man, maybe, <laughs> um, you're just laughing, right? Like thinking about him just walking around the set with that little guy with chumming yeah, up with to his side. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He just feeds him the rest of his burger every now and then. <laughs> what does it eat? Whatever yeah. I say. <laughs> oh man. He leaves. He leaves his sandwich on the table. The tumbleweed kind of idles up. Jim pulls out a revolver. <laughs> Bad idea. Right back to the hill. Right back to the hill. Um, <laughs> that noise. That noise was the sound of a tumbleweed. I, I, my version of a tumbleweed. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a tumbleweed eating something. I don't know. Right. Sounds like a crackhead eating a tumbleweed. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hey, look, um, this is something yeah. that uh, Jim has gotten better at. Like, he, he pauses. He still pauses. Don't get me wrong. But the advice for Barnes, just keep swinging, dude. Just keep right? swinging. It's, um, <sighs> we've entered some strange territory. Like, it, I, it, I mean, he, he wouldn't have needed to be shanked. <laughs> right. It did result, though, in one of the most just astounding pummelings of shotgun shells I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah. That was that was a lot of shotgun. It was a lot of shotgun. For armor that he apparently had made in a day, that shit holds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and Frayne, by the way. Strange is a man of resources. Oh yeah. No, he absolutely is. Uh but Frayne, um I mean we've we've had our problems with his performances even on this show sometimes. And I I, I think one of the deal is like when he get he get uh, when he gets handed like really high handed material, um he can he can go over the top. He can do the over the top thing. I mean, as I'm sure as a stage mm-hmm. actor, it comes off wonderfully. But um, mm-hmm. on screen, sometimes it comes off heavy handed. So 
then you have uh, when you give him though more subtle stuff it's 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 glorious um when he's talking to um when he's talking to strange and he says like uh what is this uh what happened to me and then why don't i know my name there's this mm-hmm. like quiver the whimper in his voice with the why i don't know my, i it's know my lilt. name it was yeah. yeah it's wonderfully done he just it, you can hear his psyche breaking and it's still it's there as well when uh he when the sword breaks and he says that's yeah. impossible yeah yeah you can see the fracturing already happening and i'm really gonna like i i could deal with like a if that's what they did for the rest of the season, I would be happy. Screw Fish Mooney. Yeah. Put her on a boat, man. I don't Mooney. care. We've only got three episodes left, so I'm sure Fish is coming. Yeah, and they've built up the entire season uh, with Theo being kind of the big bad, so why not let him finish it off as Azrael? Mm-hmm. Sure. I love that shot they did where, like, uh, Gordon comes out of the GCPD or whatever and then, like, shoots over his shoulder and all the way up into the background where the, the Gotham Bridge is mm-hmm. with Azrael standing on top. Mm-hmm. That was badass, man. That oh, was a good yeah. shot. Oh, yeah. That was good. He just, uh, All these years later, when Gotham has a Batman, they'll, they'll, in this little else world tell, we'll always know, no, you had one, you had another one first. <laughs> kind of, except he was an assassin. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see, like, this guy in his prime, which I'm going to call this his prime, because uh, he's finally well accoutred. But this guy versus the guy that David well accoutred? is going to run. Yeah. The, um... No. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his armor and everything. Um, he's a better sword, but the armor's no. fine. No, 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 Jason. Uh, we'll leave. No, no, no well accoutred. <laughs> I want you to know why that's wrong. Oh. <laughs> oh. I just like to see a standoff between them. Yeah. One with tiny bats, when he's big bats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, did, you didn't see the promo, did you, for did not. 220? No, no I rarely get to see the promos before we actually start. It, uh, man, it looks like uh, Tabitha is teaming up with Gordon to take down Galavan. Uh, looks like they'll be actually, like... Looks like they're actually gonna get the the real sort of sin out of like an old like sarcophagus or some shit. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be nice. Bruce is gonna be going out by himself, uh, with or without Alfred. Like Alfred's kind of being like, "I don't want you to do the thing," and he's like, "I'm doing the thing." As they're and he'll be doing that dance for years to come, years and years. Um, we have a nice little clip of Penguin saying, "I will not buy into this uh, uber villain nonsense." Right. We have Alfred's sword fighting, and it looks like we we get we're gonna get Firefly back. Yeah, I liked her. I think we we so, didn't yeah. like the episode around her as much as I liked her. I'll say. Yeah, she was fine. I just I, I hated her brothers. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were terrible, and well, they were awful people, but they were also boring. Came to a fitting end for their kind. <laughs> it's a good pull, man. Thank you. They were boring as all hell. So yeah, I, I, it's um. You gotta wonder as a writer sometimes if you're uh, if you're just thinking, man, this is not working out. I wish you could just burn it down. Oh wait, I can. Yeah. I can literally burn these characters to the ground. Yeah, I feel like the the reason they were boring it's not because like they weren't trying to write characters. I feel like they were like writing like over the top archetypes. Oh yeah, they, were they, cartoons. they had they had in place exactly what they were what was going to happen to those characters. They were just like trying to find the best route to burning them down with and while ma- while making uh uh firefly the her character interesting and yeah. and relatable and likable that's what they were trying to do yeah and that's why it came off as boring i know well it's uh, part of the problem with um just you have to have almost sacrificial villains i'll call them like you you have to have people that are just there to serve a purpose and you're supposed to hate them but um mm-hmm. man annoying people are annoying people even when they're supposed to be annoying people yeah 
Roses I think that's all I've got. Yeah, good episode. We loved it. Yeah, good stuff. Um, <laughs> Keep it coming. Yeah, three more weeks. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to DC on Screen. You can find every episode on dconscreen.com. Uh, also on dconscreen.com, you can find links to the Giant Size Team Up Network, of which we are proud members. You can find uh, you can find links to or find a link to the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, uh, hosted by our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall. And you can also find a link to Screen Explosion, hosted by our friend Jacob Raspberry and our friend Steve West. So uh, all of those things are available to you through our website, dconscreen.com. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher, or wherever pods be called, y'all. Uh, our next episode, we're going to be reviewing the phenomenal Flash 220, Rupture. Until then, keep some DC on your screen. firme con sconti fino al 70% direttamente a casa tua? Ora si può con il servizio shopping da casa di MacArthur Glen la Regia Designer Outlet puoi acquistare le collezioni primavera-estate comodamente dal tuo divano vai sulla regiadesigneroutlet.it contatta il tuo brand preferito e completa l'acquisto online le firme che ami, mai così vicine a te